Hello and welcome to today's episode of Doing Good. We are so excited to welcome Anne-Marie with us today. Anne-Marie, would you please introduce yourself and let us know who you are and who we'll get to talk with. Yes, my name is Anne-Marie Nordgren and I'm originally from Ohio, from a very large extended Catholic family, grew up in Catholic education and volunteerism, I think, was always just part of who we were, giving back to the community, good stewardship. When I was in college, I met my husband while I was attending nursing school, and he was a business major. And after we married and had our first child, we shortly um, moved to Florida, where we spent about seven years. And then his job took us again on the road, and now we live in Nashville, Tennessee, just outside Nashville in a small town called Lebanon. And when my kids were finally all in school, we have two children. Our youngest just started high school. When he went into kindergarten, I was looking for either a career opportunity or to do some volunteering here in our own local community. So I happened upon an organization called CASA, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, and they train volunteers to advocate for abused and neglected children in the juvenile court system. So I started volunteering with them, and I fell in love with the organization. And after a few years, they brought me on to their staff. So I am currently a program director with Wilson County CASA. While I was doing my CASA work as a career now, I was still looking for other opportunities to volunteer in the community. Like I said, I come from a very large family and we are always doing things with family. And one of the things I enjoyed the most was working and spending time with some of my older relatives. And we are very fortunate that we have a large family to help those older relatives when they need assistance. So I found an organization called Senior Ride, which is out of Nashville, and they offer transportation for seniors to medical appointments, to the grocery store, to the beauty salon. So I'm currently volunteering with an organization called Wilson Rides. So Wilson Ride here in, in Lebanon, Tennessee. So that is where I met a wonderful woman by the name of Galen Wilson, who is the director of that operation. And he led me to, to, to you guys. So here I am. I love it. You are bringing it all together for us. Thank you so much. You mentioned your large family a couple of times. What role would you say that they connecting you, not just from loving your family, but to serving others through a nonprofit? My parents, I feel like, have always been in a role of serving the community. They volunteer at food banks. They help with the homeless. You know, as part of our Catholic education, I felt like that's something we were always doing, whether it was through the church or just through our local community. And then my mother was a nurse, so I followed in her footsteps. So I think just being in the healthcare field, you always feel like you're working with people. And that's what I really enjoy doing is getting out, hands-on, doing the work. I started my first volunteer job, I guess you could say, as a candy striper in the hospital. And that really kind of sealed the deal for my career in healthcare as, as well. I really enjoyed working with folks in, in kind of a vulnerable situation. You know, I look back at working with the kids in CASA, that's a vulnerable population. The older folks are definitely a vulnerable population. So I think it's just kind of drawn me in, just working with the kids and the seniors. And then my parents have always really shown a good respect for getting back to those folks that need us most. Is that your definition of a vulnerable population is those who need you most? I think so. I think to be their voice, 
the kids that we serve, a lot of them don't have a voice in the situation that they're in with CASA. And so that's kind of what we do is we're their voice to the judge in court. Um, and even working with my seniors, it's sad to say that sometimes they don't have a voice when I'm taking them to medical appointments and that kind of thing. I don't know if they might also need a medical advocate because they don't fully understand what's being explained to them. I have found myself in that position a couple of times, and I feel grateful for my background in healthcare that I can have a position, slow it down a bit, explain things in a little bit more detail to make sure they understand what the instructions are. That's got to be meaningful to them. And I'm sure they just enjoy your company. Can you speak about how you interact with people or what you experience as a volunteer with Wilson Ride? I get to meet a lot of really interesting folks. I've worked with men and with women. And some of the ladies, especially that I drive around, have become almost like uh, friends because I see them on a more regular basis. And I think some of them might be a little lonely. So I think that is an opportunity just to get out of the house, interact with the other folks in the community, whether it's at a doctor's office or even getting their hair done. I mean, we just find so many great things to talk about. So I really enjoy just being that one-on-one connection, at least for a short part of their day. So meaningful to them. I mean, incredibly helpful, not only just from the friendship side of things, but also that you're helping them with areas that they need help with getting to and from places and taking care of, I'll say, those life errands that we all have and need to carry out. And it's understanding they've given up a lot of their independence. Some of them have just newly stopped driving. They recognize that they can no longer do that safely. And so I know that's probably a really hard decision for them and their families to make. So I just try to, you know, I, I understand we all need help once in a while, and I'm happy to be here to be that for you today. Oh, Marie, how wonderful. And to think that's how you started in your volunteering for CASA, which led to a job. Was that your intention when you started volunteering for them? Not at all. And my boss will tell you, I went in a little bit reluctant to take on that responsibility. My husband travels a lot and we had uh, you know, two kids at home at the time. And I was trying to decide how I was going to manage all the things as kind of a single mom during the week and now going back into the workforce. But it all happens for a reason, as we all say sometimes. And I think it has just led to such a beautiful career for me that's so fulfilling and rewarding. And it also introduced me to a new community that I really didn't know why well, knew existed, but didn't really know to what extent. A lot of the families we serve are in a very difficult situation with the level of poverty that they exist and that they are able to survive in. It's been a very humbling experience, and I think it's helped my children. I'm not allowed to share any of my, you know, personal connections with the kids because of confidentiality, but I share some of the things that I have experienced along the way. I've taken them to some of the neighborhoods that my children are being raised in and live in and our families live in, and it's been a very humbling experience for them, too. Could you share one or two stories with us about your experience, not just volunteering with Wilson Rides, but volunteering in general, anywhere you have and how it impacted you or the person you served? Let's see. There's so many. I remember my first family I was working with at CASA. It was two small children. The perpetrator was, was the father, so I was working primarily with the mother and the two small children. And on my first visit to their place of residence was a hotel room, and not a hotel room that I would ever want to stay in personally, kind of a, a rough part of town. 
and just to see what this mother was able to do to provide for her children in this one tiny little hotel room. I was just amazed at her resilience, at her determination. At that point, knew that I'm in the right place. I'm going to help her in every sense of the matter to try to get to a better, safer environment for herself and for her children. And the one thing that I really wanted to do was try to find some resources to pull together Christmas for the kids. Since this was shortly before Christmas and she's been kind of displaced. So I went to CASA, as I always do, and brainstormed a little bit and came up with some resources to provide Christmas. And just the day before, a gentleman had come to the CASA office to donate a gift card, just to be as a gift card. And he said, use this for whoever you want for, you know, for Christmas. And so I took that gift card to this mother in her little tiny hotel room, and she looked at it, and it had the receipt. And she said, huh, this is from the Dollar General that I work at. I sold this gift card. It was just one of those things that I thought, wow, it comes full circle. It's just crazy. So was she able to provide the Christmas that she wanted to? She did. She really did. She got a little tree, the decorations, the gifts. And even though it was just in that tiny little hotel room, she made a really good experience for her kids. That's incredible. It is interesting, isn't it, how just the term full circle impacts all of us, with or without our planning or knowing. And do you have another story you said that you wanted to share with us? This one, I guess, is a, a senior ride story. There's a woman that I drive, and she has extensive medical issues, and so she's got a lot of medical appointments. And the most challenging thing is that she's completely deaf. So communicating with her has been quite an experience. And the thing I found also, because she does need assistance in the doctor's office as well as in the grocery store or wherever you are, she needs a little extra help. She uses a walker, so she's physically has some challenges as well that even though she has a tablet with a program on it that you can speak into and then she can see the text so she can understand what you're saying, just trying to get her hooked up to the internet and some doctor's offices has been a little bit of a challenge. And this is one of the things that I think is really important for folks in healthcare to understand that when someone has a disability such as a hearing impairment, Everything needs to be slowed way down because it takes time for the program to provide the text. It takes her time to read the text. Everything needs to go at a much slower pace. And that was not the case when I went on her first appointment with her. It was really kind of eye-opening. This is the life that she lives, and I am just amazed at how well she's done for as long as she has been doing this for her disability and her deafness. And I'm sure that's opened your eyes to everybody around the world, not just the one person you served. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know in healthcare, I was busy as a nurse. I mean, you, you do. You, you have a schedule you're trying to maintain and you're usually overscheduled. But it's really important for those individuals that have disabilities or have challenges that we just really recognize that. And I was happy to be there for her that day, but you know, I think about the days that I'm not there or someone's not there to help her. It amazes me just how well people do with the challenges that they face. I think most people have at least one challenge they're facing. And the way I look at it is if you only have one, then you're pretty lucky. So, That's and you truth. just never know what someone is dealing with. 
And I think we're just out there all trying to do the best we can. And I think that in volunteering, it's an opportunity for us to serve one another with whatever challenges may or may not be existing in our lives. Like, for example, it's not like I'll say saving the planet. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box. You know, it's not like it has to be that specific challenge that we're dealing with when volunteering. It's an opportunity to serve one another. And if I say decide to go and do something with animals, with the planet, that is not a direct life-saving issue for me at that moment in time, then it's still good. It's still helpful to me to be able to give that way. And what you're doing, what you've chosen to do is just so impactful to touch the lives of one person at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, that's something we always say at CASA. We use, we use your gifts and talents and wherever we can. And it's just one child at a time, one case at a time, one family at a time. We're not asking you to save them all because that's not possible. Focus on this one child, this one family at a time. That's so good that they put that out there for everybody to keep in mind. As a program director with a nonprofit, having been a volunteer, what advice would you give to people who are looking to volunteer anywhere? Just don't be afraid of commitment and being vulnerable yourself. A lot of times when we go in to do something new, it can be scary because we don't know it all just yet, especially with doing something like CASA. I didn't know anything about the court system. I'd never been inside a jail. I've never been inside a courtroom. Thank goodness. And just feeling like you don't know it all, that's okay. You're not expected to know it all. This is a learning process for volunteers as well. And hopefully you can learn a little bit along the way while you're giving back to somebody that needs you. And so that's been kind of fun, getting to know the court system and understand that and see that people who are in that system as well, they're not bad people either. They're just trying to live life a lot of times and made some stupid mistakes along the way like we all do. Think about volunteerism as a way to even grow yourself and to feel more connected to your local community. And that was part of the reason I really enjoyed CASA is because we were new here and I didn't know the community and now I feel like I really do. I feel connected. Are there additional ways that volunteerism or volunteering has impacted your life? I think it's also helped with time management as far as the ability to prioritize. You know, I still had to keep my family as a high priority because I was the parent here Monday through Friday to not overcommit, but not undercommit, not be too selfish with my time because I have it. If I have the time, why not take the opportunity to do something meaningful and productive with it? I think it, I think I do better when I'm busier. And so I think this has been a good thing for me too, to balance some different roles. And I think it's what my parents did as I, you know, as I saw growing up, they worked full time. They still find, found time to be with family and to volunteer and encourage your family to, to do it along with you if they have the opportunity to do it as well. And I think it's important to note that you can volunteer in different ways in different phases of life. Can you speak to a little bit about that and time management that you've learned? Yes. So when my kids were smaller, I would volunteer at the PTO or at the school so that I could be in the know and get to know their teachers better and get to know their friends better, get to know the school system better. I enjoyed my time on the PTO, but when they get older, they don't need you. Schools don't need you as much and your kids don't need you as much. So yes, that was a kind of an early phase of volunteering. 
And then I graduated to more of a hands-on with folks that I don't really know kind of phase of volunteering. And like I said, just being a little vulnerable myself to trying new things, even though I felt like I'm not sure what I'm doing here and I don't know if I can really handle this because child abuse is really heavy stuff. And to be able to come home and kind of shut that down a little bit and go into mom mode took a little bit of time. And that's okay. Give yourself grace. We all don't figure it out on day one. And then advancing on to working with seniors. And I think about working with seniors since I I don't live near my family. My parents still actively help with the care of some elderly relatives. And that's what I did when I was a young nurse for my grandmother. So I think that was kind of a piece of me that really wanted to do that just because I missed working with her. So it's been fun working with seniors. So it is different phases of life, different places, that's for sure. And it is something beautiful that you're serving people in your parents' demographic that somehow connects you to your parents. Certainly, yes. And I think I think a lot of, I think today versus I'll say 50 years ago, we're just much more spread apart as families. We're more physically distant from each other, but it doesn't mean that we have to stretch that closeness. We can still be close and it just looks different for different people. Can you speak a little bit more about, like, do you know, you said you come from a large family. Do you know if any of your siblings are volunteering as well? Because you mentioned your parents do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, My sister helps with an organization that assists with cancer patients and their families called Hope Hollow in Columbus, Ohio. And she does that um, because we had a young family member that passed away of colon cancer. And it's probably been 15, 20 years that she kind of started an annual campaign, if you will, to give back to the James Cancer Research Hospital at Ohio State. And that has blossomed into connecting with an organization called Hope Hollow, where she does a lot of their funding campaigning for them. Well, I'm so sorry that happened, but what a beautiful outcome. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's really interesting how with volunteering, you, you can touch people in so many different ways, right? And different phases of life, different amounts of time. I also had a brother who's active in the pediatric oncology department. His son had leukemia. And finished up his treatment last year, uh, March of 2020. And my brother and his family have been very active in awareness of childhood leukemia, childhood cancers. And then also they do an annual run in my nephew's honor. So they give back to the children's pediatric oncology department in that way. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And your family is impacting people all over this country. So just to change gears just a little bit, you're now serving people through, I'll say, transportation. What have you found that's been eye-opening to you through this different way of volunteering? Because it's not the norm. I mean, I think a lot of people generally think of volunteering as helping with food or maybe providing a direct service you know, to give or to do something for them rather than, I'll say, driving a car. Yes, I think some of the folks think that this is my full-time job, like I am an Uber or Lyft driver. (laughs) And so that's kind of funny. And they don't really want to take Uber or Lyft. They'd rather go through this organization where they they know that it's it's well-protected, the drivers are safe, and it's just different working with seniors than working with young folks. They're very wise. They're very knowledgeable. They're not afraid to speak their mind. 
it's refreshing, but it is, it's a different type of volunteerism for sure. You know, when I'm working with my CASA families, I get to be real hands-on with kids and enjoy spending time with them and doing fun kids stuff. And in this capacity, I know it's meaningful work and I'm excited that we have a local uh, ride share program like this, if you will. But it is, it's very different. It's a little more hands-off, which I'm more of a hands-on person. But at the end of the day, I know it's a needed service. And I don't know how they would get around without folks like uh, Wilson Rides to get them where they need to go. And some of them have local family, but most of them don't. And so we're kind of those people just to get them. And it's not just to medical appointments. It's just some fun stuff. It's to the grocery store. It's to the Dollar General it's to stop at the Verizon store to check on their phone. I mean, it's just little things that, I don't know, having my driver's license and been able to go wherever I want, whenever I want, you know, I take that for granted, I'm sure. And these folks just don't have that anymore. Well, I love the idea of it. And I think what's been interesting to me is that I noticed this type of service being offered in Nashville-Davidson County, which is a I'll say a larger metropolitan area or city and county, whereas Wilson County is just outside of Davidson County. And it is smaller, yet it still offers this wonderful opportunity. And I just hope that others listening can think, oh, well, my town or my county doesn't offer this already, yet Wilson County does. If they can do it, we can do it too. Absolutely. And in Wilson County, we don't have really public transportation. We don't have buses. We have a small operation that folks have tried and used, and it's with some success, but it's not as reliable or as as flexible as Wilson Rides, that's for sure. So I'm, I'm happy that we have that opportunity for our folks around here. It is an opportunity. It's so good for them and for you. Yes. You have been so great today. Is there anything else that you would like to share or maybe a message you want to get across? I think that it's just important to give back to your community. I really do. I mean, I feel very fortunate with all the blessings that I have been given through my wonderful childhood, through my my current family, through my career opportunities, for my health. And I have to remind myself that life is so good all the time. And it's not that way for everybody. So if there's an opportunity out there for you to help somebody just a little bit, I think it's important just take that challenge, take that opportunity, and don't be afraid to try new things. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. It's really been a joy to talk with you and to listen to your insights and to your heart. Thank you for all you do, and thank you for just educating us a little bit and hopefully inspiring some more to volunteer and hopefully in this way and serving those and helping transport those who need it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for that. Well, have a good rest of today. Enjoy your weekend. And I look forward to staying in touch with you. All right. Sounds good, Megan. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Doing Good Podcast. You've been listening to shorter episodes, about three minutes in length, each highlighting a different volunteer. We're happy you found us. Now, we invite you to listen to our upcoming, longer, conversational episodes, which offer more time to provide additional insight into each volunteer story. This podcast highlights volunteers across America 
who represent every type of diversity, including a diversity of causes they serve and ways they volunteer. This recognizes individuals for their efforts while giving visibility to the nonprofit and government agencies they serve. Doing Good is a 501c3 nonprofit and is run 100% by volunteers. So yes, we are volunteers highlighting volunteers to celebrate those who do good. Would you like to nominate someone to be featured on the podcast? If so, visit the Doing Good website at www.doinggood.tv to nominate someone or yourself today. You are also welcome to follow us online at Doing Good TV on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And of course, we'd appreciate your financial support if or when you're able to, so we can continue celebrating volunteers and best reach people where they are. I invite you to listen to the upcoming longer conversational episodes of the Doing Good podcast as we talk with volunteers, celebrate them, their passions, and their stories. Hopefully you will walk away with a good feeling, a story to share, more information about how to volunteer or where to volunteer, a better understanding of an individual volunteer, his passion or her story, and be inspired. Listen to our newest Doing Good podcast episode each Wednesday as together we are celebrating those who do good.